0: Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Jared Yates-Sexton, and I'm here with Nick Houselman. We don't like to do these uh, because if we do an emergency podcast, it means uh, thing, thing, things have gone to pot. Um, but we have to. We have to talk about, unfortunately, the, the revelations that have come out today from Bob Woodward, who uh, has known since February <laughs> that Donald Trump has not only known how deadly the coronavirus was, but that he has actively covered it up and downplayed the severity of it? Which um, tell me if I'm wrong, Nick, but doesn't that mean that the president of the United States has misled the American people and possibly led to? Um, let me check my calculations here. Hundreds of thousands of deaths.
1: It's called leadership, Jared. This is right in he-
0: right into the shitter. That's yeah. leadership right into the shitter. is he, What
1: that is? It's called leadership because he doesn't want the um, the rest of the the country to panic. So he must show a you know a a, a a strong facade of information that will not panic anybody.
0: According to my notes, and tell me, I because what is time? Mm-hmm. So apparently, the way to calm a fearful nation through a pandemic is to tell them it'll go away like magic. It's a hoax. Or, I don't know, by the way, we've learned in recent months that he has like a nightly phone call with Sean Hannity where he basically tells him what to cover on the news and what guests to bring on. Um, to then tell Sean Hannity, one of the leaders at Fox News, and probably talk to the people at Fox News, into treating it like it like the pandemic wasn't something to be afraid of, that they shouldn't wear masks, that it was just a an overblown political tool by the left, and and so that's that's apparently what passes for leadership nowadays, huh?
1: Well, you know, especially when you compare the timelines, which is what Woodward's book is going to do. Um, because we, we can now look back and see What was he saying in February What was he saying in March Versus what was he saying in private um, The, t- You know, February, we, we've been saying this for a long time Was a lost month That was the time they could have had a chance To get this under control um, And so, you know, of course, I'm being cheeky Because there's no other way to deal with this Other than, you know, what what we see in the movie Network Which is going to happen when we recover that this week But uh, all outrage But it, the, the point being that, um, you know it, what happens to, especially Trump followers, and we talk about this all the time, is how they so quickly solidify information that they agree with into their minds to the point where they can't change the mind, or change, no new information can affect that. Well... This is what Trump did in February, in March. The flu is going to go away. It doesn't hurt people who are young. Uh, it'll be gone. You know, we only have a few left cases left. All those things solidified the information in his followers' minds. And so when we see all these horrible pictures of people in, you know, standing in a knee-deep or waist-deep lake drinking beers with no masks over Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend uh, spreading the virus uh, without a care in the world, it's, it's, it's directly because of what Trump did.
0: He said on the record, and, and, and you know we, we can parse out exactly what he said, but he said on the record this doesn't just affect the elderly. He said it affects young people. It's five times as deadly as the flu. He said this is deadly stuff, is what he said. And then for weeks and months at a time, he not only lied to the American people, he created an alternate reality where it wasn't real, it wasn't actually deadly, it wasn't problematic. I, I, I wanna I wanna be honest about this because this isn't this isn't about alarmism, this isn't about trying to uh churn up controversy. This is if not the most damning indictment of a sitting American president, we would have to have a conversation about what that would be. Right. I mean, it's literally it's 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 if this was the same country, Donald Trump wouldn't be president. But if this was the same country, this is pitchforks and torches stuff, man. Like this is this is on a whole other level. He, cre- he not only has killed hundreds of thousands of Americans, he's destroyed our economy. And I would I would be hesitant to 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 not bring this up. He has created an environment where not only are people not taking safety and precautions, but they're also threatening one another. They're murdering one another. They're assaulting one one another. It has created moments, by the way, where paramilitary white supremacists and white terrorists have gone into legislatures and interrupted business and gained followers, not to mention something like a QAnon during the pandemic has just grown and grown and grown until it's a force in American politics the repercussions of what he has done it is really hard to overstate them because this is this is supernova level treasonous murderous shit
1: so what do we do with this because you know with the way our government is built and the way the constitution was written you would say impeachment is in order and we, we, we've taken the task of Democrats for not uh, doing the, the impeachment properly because it kind of felt like they, they sped the process up too much, even though people might have thought it, they took too long to even begin the whole thing. But as a result, all the other information, because I think what you have to know is what Nancy Pelosi is. You have to assume that every week that goes by, more and more damning information. is just simply going to come out by a matter of fact, the way he operates, his undisciplined nature, the way he speaks. And so here, but this is a couple of, a twofold thing because. If the uh, impeachment process had gone on a little bit longer into that beyond February, and then we would have been able to see what the COVID response was, then you have a situation of, okay, now that Woodward, who is doing these interviews, and it started in December of 2019, who has a lot of this really problematic information directly related to what's going on, then there's pressure on him that he needs to release this information and not save it for a fucking book that he can make some money on just before the election happens. And that's where we are with all these people. All these people have enough information that combined, when they knew about it and they could have come out with it when it happened, would have led to an impeachment. We wouldn't be here now and maybe would have led to an impeachment before we even got to the coronavirus. And that's even more of a betrayal because, again, it's this whole notion of it's about money. It's really just about money. And that's how that's how sad this is. That they put money in front of um, the country and put money in front of people's lives.
0: I, um Yeah. You're exactly right. We're, we're going to talk about network on a bonus episode for, for Patreon subscribers. And uh, I have to say that that discussion just became more important to talk about news and how it's treated. I, I, I want to say a couple of things before I say what I really need to say. Uh, Bob Woodward performed an amazing service to the American people by exposing the corruption within the Nixon administration. Because of that, he has risen to the point of being the patron saint of American investigative journalism, right? I mean, like, listen, he, th- that's the first sentence of his obituary, is that, you know, he helped uncover the Watergate conspiracy. Right. For that, we owe him so much. On top of that, he's done incredible work in being able to go into American presidencies and administrations and finding out what's happening. But I want to point something out. The fact that he's been able to do that speaks to a major shift. The access that he has had to presidents, the fact that Donald Trump felt comfortable enough to say this stuff to him and George W. Bush and the people around him were comfortable enough to talk about the disaster that was Iraq, it has to do with the fact that people like Bob Woodward have been swallowed in to the muck and the mire and the poison of what they tried to expose in the first place. What you just said is exactly right. I publish books, and I have to tell you something. This was not, Bob Woodward has sat on this for months, for months. He had to wake up in the morning and eat his grapefruit and drink <laughs> his coffee, right. and every day that he did it, he had to look at the number of people who died, the number of people who were getting sick, the communities that were being swallowed whole by coronavirus, and he had to look at Donald Trump making these false, misleading statements. And do you know what he did? He decided that he was going to wait until September to drive up orders of his books. I say this with a somber heart. Fuck Bob Woodward. This is a villainous moment. And it speaks to an infection in American media that it is really hard to nail down and really hard to call by its name because it is disgusting it is
1: damning what what do the journalism you know standards say about this kind of a thing aren't there like isn't there some sort of bible you have to follow about this stuff
0: well i mean when you're bob woodward you basically authored the bible right but i will say like uh, just just take 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 a second with bob woodward if 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 this had been released would it have hurt his sales that much do you think like, if a Bob Woodward book comes out, is it not a bestseller?
1: Right, right exactly. So, it's, so a be- he, it's a bestseller. Right. And So instead of, instead of selling a million books, he'll sell like 850,000.
0: 850,000. Like, yeah. And by the way, I have to tell you, and, and again, I'm a journalist and I'm a writer, and so it gives me no joy to say this, don't buy this book. Don't buy it. Do not help this person. This is a disgusting, damning thing that he has done. Do not buy this book. But it will still be a bestseller, not just because of this but because he's Bob Woodward. It is a negligible thing. He's a wealthy, rich man. And to look at something like this, what he just dropped, and to have let hundreds of thousands of people die. And by the way, like not, not just that, but the people who haven't died, they had to go through fear, trauma. Many of them are permanently maimed by this disease. To sit on that and to make decisions based on book sales is insanity. Insanity, Nick And it, it I, I can tell you're hot about it too I am i am like Molten level hot about this Like this is just It's its really head-shakingly disturbing
1: You know, par- part of me I suppose, even though we kind of knew Or suspected that that's how, what's what Trump knew Because we, ha- we can't lose focus here right. You know what I mean? We could shit on b- right. what we'd all be like But again, the point is is that we have a president that that's basically committed genocide against two hundred thousand people and more? It'll be the way what they're going to ultimately intend to do could get to half a million or a million people dead for this, um, and to to be able to to do this side by side and you know again like I mentioned earlier, where we see what he said versus what he was doing um, in public is so frustrating and 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 just disgusting. You know he was the one who who so. Bungled the announcement of peop- uh, stopping people from coming in from Europe, not China. It was Europe that it caused a bottleneck for 10 hours and it was probably the single most, the biggest super spreader event we've had. Uh, next to all of a sudden, this, the Sturgis uh, motorcycle rally they had. Apparently, that might end up taking And the cane. rallies, Nick, rallies. All yes. of these
0: rallies that Trump has held. Think about that. He can, and by the way, we can start with Herman Kane, right? Yeah. But think about all of the people. He knowingly brought into a room the people who support him, mm-hmm. the people who vote for him and live for him and build their entire identities around him. They br- he brought them in a place where they were put in danger.
1: Here's what I've been saying. Uh, you know, when you watch a lot of Fox News, it, it really feels like they don't understand or refuse to believe that asymptomatic transmission can happen. But when you hear what Trump has said about how he completely literally under, completely understood how this uh, disease transmits and how deadly it could be— um, that I, I don't know what to make of that. Does that suddenly make it seem like they were, the cynical take would be they all knew it as well. They're not just following the lead. They know it. They understand it. And they're simply saying, we don't give a shit anyone dies because we we somehow need to have some more stores open that people can go shopping in the Main Street.
0: Well, and by the way, you just put your finger on it. When he says panic, he doesn't mean people being afraid. Uh, he means people not going to work. He means businesses not getting people. It's like a stock panic. It's a business panic. He didn't want people to panic and hurt the economy and possibly... I mean, like you just said, I, I have to tell you that, that we, we knew deep down that he had done this, right? That, that's the thing. This is the smoking gun, and it couldn't, it couldn't smoke anymore. I mean, listen, there, there's a lot of fire where this smoke is, right? To hear him so lucidly and explicitly lay out not just how deadly this thing is but how it transmits it actually kind of makes it a lot worse do you know what I mean like the fact that he could wrap his head around it and he made a decision this is something that I can't let be treated as serious because it will hurt me and we can talk a lot about the fact that his brain sucks right I mean his brain is pretty much gone I don't know, maybe there was a wrinkle left to absorb knowledge. Because in these tapes, he gives an expert-like opinion on how this thing spreads and what it is. The fact that he knows that actually somehow or another makes this like twice as worse, right? It actually makes it somehow or another more evil what's been done.
1: Right. And the, and the answer to what we were wondering is like, what what do you do with this is impeachment like i guess is it is it too late i would almost say to pelosi impeach him again start the whole process make that one go fast who cares if they don't even get close to finishing it by the by the uh, uh, election this is the kind of thing that that impeachment was re- was reserved for not necessarily what they did with a call to ukraine i mean think about that what do you think is worse a call to ukraine trying to get a help but by the way this is how bad trump is and how you walk in shit long enough and you smell like it this is what he's gotten us to i am now willing to overlook a, a a a phone call that he was trying to break the law for to Ukraine because obviously something so much worse has now happened that he needs to be you know taken out. Now here's the other ticking clock. Every day that goes by, more and more people are going to die. That is really the big thing here. Now, why? I hope to see Biden's response, and Biden needs, needs to start acting just like he's already in the White House. He needs to act like he's in the presidency. He needs to be visiting the CDC. He's got to be visiting uh, you know, with Fauci. He, if they start to do these things, I think that will go a long way to helping him win this thing.
0: Well, first and foremost, I want to point out Again, in a sane country. And we should be hoping for a sane country. Am I wrong? Like, that's what we should be hoping. A A functional sane country is technically what we should be aspiring to. So let's just lay that out. When Richard Nixon's case was done, and there were so many smoking guns that you couldn't ignore them anymore, Republican leadership went to the White House and said, you have to resign. For the good of the country, for the good of the party, for the good of the American people, you need to resign. Uh, the fact that there have not been sightings of Republicans at the White House right now demanding that he resign, not just for this, but also for all this bullshit with the troops and all of that, whatever. He should be gone, period. They should be asking him to resign. He won't resign, whatever. They should be telling him he should. Number two, and I want to say this, and, and I, 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 I want to be very, very careful with how I say it because I think it's important. The Democratic Party has a problem with Donald Trump. And they have a party with Donald Trump because on one hand, he is an incredible fundraiser. And it's so easy to play politics with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to say, look what he did. Donate to us. We need to hold him accountable. Number two, they are so afraid to call him what he is. Joe Biden and every Democrat and and quite frankly, every Republican in the country needs to get in front of a camera and they need to say, listen, we're not playing politics. We're not going to give a rousing speech. We're not here to get on CNN at five and six and seven and, and you know just continue on like an election thing. This man has murdered Americans. This man has destroyed America and listen, you cannot deny that's his, his, his voice. You cannot deny Woodward has uh, uh, he, he has capital on both sides of the aisle. I mean he, he deals with Republicans and Democrats. They need to say, we're not playing politics with this. We're not going to screw around with this. You need to know that the president of the United States has not only betrayed you, he has damned you to murder and suffering. And they, we can't play around with it anymore. Like we have to put aside all of the posturing and all of the rhetoric and we need to get down to brass tacks on this.
1: I agree. I, and I think that it would make a great talking point in debate if Joe Biden would actually do that. And We'll have to see when if they have the debates are happening, right?
0: Well I, well today there was a story uh, there's a story that Trump has absolutely rejected any debate prep, which continues to make me think that we're eventually <laughs> going to get the debates canceled. but we're supposed to have a debate in a few weeks.
1: Yeah so I mean that certainly is an area to do it. Um, you, you know what's going to happen is they're going to ask Republican senators today about their response and you know they're all going to say,, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know well, what can it you is. we, I can't can we do a
0: quick can we do a quick skit? Sure. Should that be okay? Can yeah. we? Okay, I'm going to be a, a, a Republican senator, and you you be a, a journalist asking me about this. Okay. Okay, um, I'm going to walk
1: by. Oh, okay, Senator Cruz, Senator Cruz. I'm um, late for a vote. To, I'm so sorry. I'm so a, sorry.
0: I'm late for a vote, everyone. You, I got. I got. That's it. That's <laughs> all they got. That's all these people have. They're always late for a vote, Nick.
1: Right, they, yeah. they, they
0: gotta get to a vote They gotta get to a car They gotta do whatever They haven't right. read the
1: tweet Right, that's exactly right they, Or They haven't seen it And they won't They don't have time To, to look at it And figure out what that, that he's killing uh, Americans um, Yeah, that, that, that's The playbook has gotten So tired with all these things That at some point That's why we just give up You know It's like they, there's nothing new There's no other, other way To deal with this thing And they just follow The same thing they've been doing And it's so it's, You know what it is It's so transparently yeah. um, Ridiculous that I don't even I don't even know where to begin or to end this thought. It's like it's just ridiculous.
0: We have to stay angry. Because what you just said is exactly right. And we've we, we've sort of tiptoed around it this whole time. The damnedest thing about this. And I and, and like these are moments of clarity. You know what I mean? Like you get stuck in life sometimes and you sort of forget to live. Right. You know, you're driving a car for hours and you forget you're driving a car and then all of a sudden you're like holy shit, I'm driving a car. This Man, this this monster, the effect that he has on culture is it, it just accumulates and accumulates. And we're sitting here and we're like, oh, of course he lied about the coronavirus and killed hundreds of thousands and ruined the economy and damned everybody else to permanent damage. That's unacceptable. We can't live like that and because what ends up happening is you end up in an authoritarian managed democratic state where you just look around you're like well what are you gonna do yeah of course they're killing us and they're stealing from us and of course they're monsters and 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 criminals but you know what are we gonna do and we just we can't we have to stay pissed off we have to be angry about this
1: i agree it's so funny because again if you're not a patreon uh you have to really consider it because we're doing network uh tomorrow or thursday uh or friday and um it, it it so speaks to this and the anger that people felt after Watergate and after Vietnam in the middle of a of a terrible economy in the middle of the seventies. Um, and we're sort of in that same s- s- boat. I think mean, it's we're missing an unpopular war, basically. But other than that, we've got Watergate times ten. We've got an economy that's now, ugh. And to hear, that's the, the worst part about that part is to have to hear this guy lie about the economy every day, as if it's really doing well when we have the, the you know the highest unemployment we've had since the depression. Um, it's like. Uh, we're not angry. I, we're not angry anymore, I, and I don't know where that anger is gone. I, I suppose the, some of the anger is in Portland, um, and it, uh, scattered across the country a little bit. But um, I, I don't. It, that's why it probably doesn't feel good right now, as far as what might happen in the election, because the anger isn't palpable.
0: It's the split reality between what we know in our guts and what we're presented. Like right now, if you turn on one of the the mainstream news outlets they're probably treating this like it's a mistaken strategy right it's like shoots and ladders like you made your way up the board but oh no you found a you found a shoot now you gotta go back and how's this gonna hurt his campaign what's it gonna do for november screw that the american president admitted that he was going to murder americans and they murdered americans like mm-hmm. legitimately it's what he did we know in our guts that this is evil and wrong we have to to accept that. We cannot continue to be gaslit and led astray and lied to and just shrug our shoulders and say whatever. We have to stop accepting this and and, and we, we, we have to understand that this is monstrous.
1: I'm a little bit surprised that Woodward's book wouldn't have had any kind of a quote, or maybe it does, but no one's seen it yet or something, but uh, that refers to letting the white virus wash over uh, the country because he's actually, maybe don't even need that because he said it, you know, in a, a press conference well, in front of us. Do you,
0: do you know what's sad? Do you know what's sad about this? What? I'll make a prediction right now. This, we'll get this published today and it'll get out on, uh, I believe it's Wednesday, but what is time? There will probably be something that comes out tomorrow from Woodward's book. Because this is a corporate rollout of a book, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. It's like it's like trailers. It's like I don't know about you, but I was really excited to see the Dune trailer today, right? It was like yesterday. It was like the teaser of the trailer. Today is the, the trailer. trailer. I'm sh- I'm sure in a week they'll have a second trailer, and then there will be a final trailer. It's a rollout process. So there's probably more damning stuff that we're going to find out, and and that's the sad truth of it. Because this is a strategy.
1: Yeah. You know and it's it's funny because Bolton uh, it was probably uh, so kept out of the loop on all these things that he's probably like sitting on his book going, and he probably sold a ton of books, but like his book did not have any kind of big revelatory details. And you know, it's because Trump hated him so much, he wouldn't even have him in the room enough to, to hear all this shit. Meanwhile, Woodward, at least as a professional, knows how to interview. Although I'm not sure you have to be a professional interviewer to get that kind of stuff out of Trump. I think you just sort of shut up and let him talk, and it just kind of keeps running out of his mouth that way. I mean, listen, well, listen, yeah, I'll put it this way my daughter's birthday is today and I somehow said well half of your birthday gift is here the other half is coming and then all of a sudden I'm like shit why did I say that she's now going to start looking through the house all I had to do was not say anything right and I'm saying it so it's like that's how easy it is for a guy like Trump to just sort of let loose national secrets
0: (laughs) well first of all happy birthday to her second of all I've said this I don't think I've said it on the podcast before but the best interviewer of Donald J. Trump is Howard Stern because Howard Stern was always a person who would have him in studio and it was like he would just let Trump go. He would just give him a topic and then just keep letting Trump go. And eventually, I mean, he's not, he's not a competent, you know, hidden person. Like, he's told us about his crimes. He's told us what he's done. And and that's the thing, is, like, you're exactly right. Like, I'm sure he was in a room with, with Woodward, and Woodward he knows who Woodward is, and he wanted to seem like he was smart about politics. So he gave Woodward the, you know, quote-unquote, inside baseball. Yeah, this thing's really, really deadly, but here's how I'm going to handle it. Here's my strategy. It just so happens that this person is so... Corroded and awful that his strategy was to lie to people and create a situation where hundreds of thousands of people would die and more would suffer That's the problem.
1: And you know, what's even worse is that he now has a department of justice You you know, he'll say things and he'll admit things and nothing's going to happen They're now going to take over this civil case against him that he did something that happened way before his presidency And because he lied about it while he was president is giving them some sort of weird precedent to take over the case so that and you know why the only reason why that he wants him to do it so he doesn't have to pay any money to his real lawyers to defend him which it would have been a lot of very expensive i'm sure but like this is but now we get to pay for it and it's and by the way do you have any doubt if they were ever to get his dna that it would not match the dna that she has on him
0: I listen, I, I will tell you this. I think he has been caught dead to rights. And I think what you just brought up, which by the way, just to give you a quick preview, I, I think this is a topic that we're gonna talk about on tomorrow's podcast. Because this Maybe. this is this is one of the final levels of the perversion of a government, right? Is it not only becomes the playground of an authoritarian it becomes the tool of the authoritarian, right? For oppression, but also in defense and also towards like their goals. And and it, you know, it ends up becoming a thing where it's like it literally becomes an extension of themselves. It becomes like, you know, almost like a USB drive for them to tap in whenever they need. But that's who this person is. He is rotten to his core. He is a pitiable villain of a man. And and what we're seeing now is just further confirmation of who he is
1: i can't put it any better and i can't wait for tomorrow's podcast either (sighs) ah
0: well we're sorry we had to do this emergency podcast my god i wish that he wasn't so disgusting i I wish that we wouldn't find this out i wish that this was and by the way it it, he should resign now right he should resign now except for you know he then automatically just i'm going to crumple this thing up out of anger he responded to all this, not just by lying about it, but by then holding an emergency press conference announcing his future Supreme Court picks, which uh, I don't know if Nick has had it. Have, did you get a chance to see that?
1: Did, wait, I, I, he didn't announce it, did he? I saw, he did, I oh. saw he, he did not announce it yesterday. Did he do it today?
0: Oh, he, oh, he did.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Can, I, can,
0: I, can I, for the audience's enjoyment, just give you uh, uh, two, of the, two of the names on that list?
1: I mean, are we going to recognize
0: them? Uh, Ted Cruz.
1: Shut up. And Tom Cotton. That's what Tom Cotton's been angling for this whole time? <laughs> no, he's not going to be a Supreme Court justice. He's
0: going to be like the dictator in chief. But but the whole point is that Trump should have resigned today and instead he held an emergency press conference. So, anyway, we have to combat this thing. We have to know what we're dealing with. It's so disgusting. And we have to understand who he is. And we have to not lose our ability to be pissed off and angry about this and stunned by it because it is stunning. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to come back and record a podcast for Friday. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about what we've gotten into today. That'll be out Friday. We're also going to do a bonus episode for our Patreon uh, subscribers going over the movie Network from 1976. I really want people to hear this because I think it's a really important discussion that is even more important today to talk about what happened to our media and why our media sucks and why journalism sucks now and why we've gotten to the point where greed has ruined this country as badly as it has. So we're going to tape that. That'll be available after the next podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so sorry that we have this person as president of the United States of America, but I'm happy that you're here. If you need us, until next time, you can find Nick at Can You Hear Me? SMH. You can find me at JY Sexton. All right, everyone, stay safe.